Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Miles Driven with, for now, just me. I've banned Miles from speaking for the first couple of minutes, so I can actually do something that I promised we were going to do a couple of podcasts ago. I think I might have said over two or three podcasts, we'll do it on the next podcast. Um, now, if you remember, we talked about electric vehicles a little little while ago, probably two or three podcasts ago now, and I said that we uh, that I had a, a random electric vehicle that we just bought at my new job. Um, so I've done a little bit of looking into it. There's not much I could find, but it's called a we're gonna a, a Goopal G4. And it's a small little sort of pickup electric vehicle type thing, two seater, sort of tipper back, uh, 1.2 tons. Um, pretty cool thing. I'll bring Miles in now. Now I've now I've got the subject going. I can bring him in to actually talk. My Hello, my microphone unmuted now. Am I good? Welcome. Thank Hello. you. Well, welcome to your podcast. Yes. How are you today? miserable okay well you can talk about that in a minute because i know he's got something to whinge about i know you all will be really excited to hear miles whinge um i'll show you tell you what i'll give you my i'll pass you the pictures and you can sort of describe what you think it looks like Blimey. it looks like one of those um the the rubbish trucks that you see in uh asia where yes. you see them cleaning the roads in the middle of the night and remember be... what what were the um the little the little vans that used to tip over you know the really small little sandwich type vans oh, <laughs> used to is just... it a bedford yeah the little bedford rascals yes yeah it looks rascals, like that sort of yes. but with a with a tipper back on it. I love the images they give of where you can use it because one of them is logistics and it's actually in a warehouse. So oh, if yeah. you want... You, you could, could use just... it in a warehouse. I mean, we poot around site with it. Oh, yeah, there's a picture of uh, lands- uh, green spaces. But yeah, then that's where we for use other it. people, you can just use it in a warehouse or even on the road. It is road legal. Do you know what the max speed of it is? Or this thing's got What do you reckon? 110. It's road, it, well, it's road legal, so... Um... Sensible suggestions, please. 45 looking at it 30 miles an hour yeah okay it, it was suggested that when we need fuel and we need to go to the garage that we go through the center of town and then out of town to the petrol station that we have an account with in that oh, i'm, when, I'm when, not, not sure when the vehicle needs fuel when you need no no when we need to go and get cans. so we need to go and fill the jerry cans i'm not sure with full jerry cans it would actually make it back to site to be honest payload 1200 kilos that yeah. seems a lot for this i mean yeah that thing can't weigh yeah, you could put a ton and a half of gravel in the back of that. You'd be, a, you'd be a brave, brave man if you <laughs> called me up and said, I've got a ton, and just over a ton's worth But I'll tell you what, for what we need it for, so obviously I, I won't disclose exactly where I work, so I don't think that's a very professional thing to do. Probably not. Um, but we have a site where we work, and it's a, let's say it's an educational environment, which sort of gives it away. Yeah. But we need a vehicle that we can sort of drive around site that porters can use and stuff if they're moving heavy stuff from one place to the other end of site or whatever. It's good for that because you're not driving around in a diesel or a petrol vehicle. The disadvantage we have with it is that we haven't got a proper charge point in, <laughs> installed no. on site. But it, do you have to try the electrician off? has hooked up a three-pin charging point. How long does this take to charge on for three? Four days. <laughs> no way. How many, mi- yeah. how many miles will it do to a full charge? I, I don't know. Uh, they used it for a week and then it was on charge for the next week. Oh my goodness, <laughs> so it goes on charge for. So basically, it's on charge for a week. Works for a week. I think I think the week. lessons have been learnt now, and it goes on charge every night, and it's used sparingly throughout the day. So this is like one of those people who do nights, and they do four on, four off. Yeah, but also, um, <laughs> no one's taken the plastic off the seat covers. Oh, no one, no okay. one uses the stereo or the heaters. Or okay, because <laughs> I think they're all terrified that it will just uh, it will die. Do you know how much it is? I don't. I need to have a look into it. Um, I can ask some questions about when we got it, but well, what's it, the, ours is a 21 plate, so it was so only last year. What's the range that you said? 
I, it would I, do? I genuinely don't know. I, I, I actually had a look into trying to find the range, but they will but not, they won't, they tell, won't you. tell you on here, which means it's obviously not a lot. They have got three products. They've got like a little quad bike. Type I thing. saw the other ones they have. Yeah. And then what looks more like a little sort of crew cab tipper. Yeah, the, the crew cab thing looked quite cool. Yeah, go and check it out, guys. I mean, it's it's Goopil, so G-O-U-P-I-L, and it's the G4 is the model that we've uh, acquired. It replaced a Bedford Rascal that had been converted into a tipper. That's what we had. Oh, so you've had... Oh. Which has just sort of rusted away and died in a corner somewhere. Oh, that's sad one. You uh, you could have had that as a as a restoration project. Oh, someone actually has. Oh, someone that works on oh, our oh, nature oh. reserve has bought it um, oh, for about, about £200. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and they're going to restore it and then probably get it. Get some money for it, I imagine. I wonder if that would be a, uh, one of the, you know they keep putting electric motors in absolutely beautiful vehicles and saying, "Oh look, we've put an electric motor in an old Ferrari," and it's like, "Why? Why have you done that?" <laughs> um, that's actually a better candidate, an old rascal. Put a little electric motor in that because I mean the the screaming couple of cylinders that it had. Yeah, you could replace them. I don't think anyone would feel like they've lost too much. Um, but okay. Yeah, a, a slightly a slightly lackluster start to the podcast there with some uh, me getting lost in my own sentence <laughs> but yeah we can bring you in now with your unhappiness uh miles is unhappy as he usually is at the beginning of every podcast because he's found something to whinge about it's not even is it something an to... energy company no it's not an energy oh, company. actually 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 i think you need to start your start of the podcast this week it needs to be an apology i believe it does need to be an apology to nando's uh oh because... we're into naming things now we're not doing we're not doing well, really because bad. i name because I I actually named them in the last oh, okay. podcast. So we're not going to call them like Tandos. No, or well, Tangos. I did I did successfully manage to edit that podcast. At the end of it, as the listeners will know from the previous podcast. So as you weren't sure, I did manage to edit out the name of the establishment that we were talking about for food. Ah, uh, see, so he named it in the recording. He when we got to the end of that, they'll, if you remember know, back about the silence. takeaway one. <laughs> There's me. Miles actually named it, and I. Gave some exasperated looks, and I think it's what you've. I imagine you've left my reaction in. Oh yeah, you? of course yeah, you're, you're in there. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. So my reaction of oh no, you've given it away, is still in the podcast. So but, but you actually giving it away has been taken out. Yes. Right. This right. is a lot like. Good to know you it, got my back, mate. Was it was it your wife to be? And I told her exactly where she was going for her um, birthday or something a while ago. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. So for my fiance, we're not even getting onto my problem. No, 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 no. We're going to whinge at you now for a while. <laughs> Brilliant. So for my fiance's. Their, no, I think not it was 30th, it was their 29th because it was the year before. I'm oh, I don't feel sure. like I've ruined it as badly. No. Um, no, no, it was our anniversary. So it was our, it it was was our anniversary. anniversary. Yes, it I was. had arranged to go back to the place that we first went when we first went away together, which was in this country when we were allowed to go somewhere during lockdown because we got together just before lockdown. And we were going to go to the Peak District and stay in the same um, hotel. It's, yeah, well, it's not a hotel. What's it? It's not B&B. Really a B&B. It's sort of like a pub with rooms. What would you call it? An inn? Oh, like, a... like an old... An inn makes it sound like you're going to turn up on a horse. Now you've said an inn. <laughs> if you hadn't said inn, I would have had it. It's like a... Not oh, a stable no, it's, house, it's called, a... it was called the Scotsman's Pack Coaching Inn. So Coaching Inn, okay. When yeah. we turned up on our horse with a coach behind I was going to say, did you do it properly with a top hat and sort of, you know, yeah. have the steed outside? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got left outside in the rain. Um, no, we went, we went out for dinner, didn't we? Uh, us two. And you and your partner, yeah, um, and we were just chatting over it was dinner. Very innocent, and you and I you noticed. said, "Oh well, you're going up to the Peak District next week, aren't you? So you can you can take that with you because we were talking about something, which was a, a very miles thing to I do." I had managed, I think, three weeks. You told me that three yeah, weeks of which not, for you is good. I, I I couldn't believe that I'd um, I had to almost avoid talking to your uh, wife to be when she when she was about to get proposed to. I'm going to let her know later when I speak to her that you call her the wife to be now. Yeah. 
Well, that's good. It's good for you. Well, so not you're, for her. you're not you're not to be trusted with things from now on. No, I why? Do, I, I do mean, sometimes. I told you when I was going to propose, and I don't know why I did that. I think yeah, you no. were you were really um, bricking it. I, I think I it's the right phrase to use. I basically didn't speak to Catherine for no, you didn't weeks. No, I, I would just say hi. I, I, good, good. Yeah, and then absolutely go. terrified. And then for the first four days of our week away that we went, you messaged me every day saying, "Have you done it yet? Have yeah. you done it yet?" Just so I could feel that like there wasn't a heavy weight on my shoulders. Every <laughs> so message you didn't put I a sent. message in our other group chat that's got all of us in. Yes. It. Um, well, anyway, would you like to apologise? So I said that nothing that Nando's to, to Tandos. Yeah, <laughs> that nothing they give you the pa- all the packaging is non-recyclable. And Sam immediately went out to the packaging that I had to prove that I was in fact incorrect partially and only very minorly actually. I'd say. Yeah, I just couldn't believe that a plastic um, a the, paper, the paper bag, bag wasn't recyclable. The paper bag is recyclable. All the rest of it though, all the rest of the cardboard that you get your food in is not recyclable. Yet they still write carbon neutral and that sort of stuff on the side of the bag. So yes, the bag is recyclable. The rest Ooh, of it though. Go Nando's. What was it? I bought something the other day that said you can recycle this, but only where you bought it. I think it's Costa Coffee or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of companies do that, though, don't they? You have, you have to bring to it back, it to, back to them to recycle. Yeah, which isn't great if you bought it, say, on like the M25 services and you've travelled 100 miles home. Well, it's all right if you just wait until you go back next time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, do you know what? I, I did that, Jenny. I, I, I think I complained about going to Stansted on the last podcast. I had to go back to Stansted to pick up my partner. And I got a warning of animals 60 on the 60, smart motorways 60 animals no <laughs> in, on the m25 well, they're specifying how many are running yeah. about nowadays I, I just got a warning of caution report of animals 60 and i thought of course there's a report of animals i live in the world like i don't understand what well, but who's calling in to report these animals they're just calling up a hotline i've seen a horse uh, yeah Oh, is it on the road, sir? No, no, it's in the field. I just thought I'd let you know. I've seen a horse. Central London. I have just seen a mouse. Right, someone put a sixty on the M25. It might make it all the way out there. I could not believe <laughs> that. What was even worse was, without telling me, they closed the entry to the M11. And I know, sorry, I know we've got some listeners that don't live anywhere near London. Some people who live abroad. But basically, it's one motorway or highway going into another one, and they decided to close the exit without telling me, which meant I had to do a loop of the entirety of Essex to get back to Stansted Airport. In the middle of the night, I was not happy at all. So all this smart motorway stuff really annoys me, especially because yet again, I was doing 40, as the sign said, and two lorries decided that they were going to get an inch off my bumper to get me to speed up, because they didn't want to do 40. Yeah, it was not a great night for me when I finally got to Stansted and got charged £7 again to pick someone up. I was not happy. Well, see, now I had to drop... Catherine, as you've named her now, I might as well use yep. her name. I had to drop Cat at the airport this morning. So if I do sound a bit tired, it's because I've been up since three o'clock this morning and we're recording this in the afternoon. Um, but I had to take her to Luton this morning. And you said, well, Luton will be fine because you don't have to pay at Luton. Yeah. If you go to the mediums, though. Yes. Well, you didn't tell me that. I didn't, to be fair. Um, now, having been told the M1 was closed by Google Maps. Unbelievable. So taking a slight detour. which What I time in the morning was it? It was half. We left at four to get there for five because it said an hour because I checked it overnight the night before because i thought well, if there's any closures that will obviously be overnight yep that sounds fair so i checked it again when i woke up i checked google maps again it said yep yep this this part is closed from well, i think it was only two junctions that were closed so it took me on a detour an extra 20 minutes which put the journey up to an hour so i took the detour get to the m1 come on at the junction to see traffic roaring down the m1 from the closed section Brilliant. so yeah google really screwed me over then i get to luton um, and it says drop off, pick up, charges apply. 
So I'm like, great. So now I've got to pay five pounds to drop her off. And then she says that she sees this, this medium stay that you're on about where you would drop your partner, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's, it's not. I mean, it's close-ish to the terminal. No, you it's can not. see planes. You can see planes because the runway. The, the runway. Like, it's yeah, about, it's about a mile away it's from the terminal. It's a great place to stop. You can see uh, planes taking off if they're going in but that direction. But beat the system though, because I decided. I said to her, "Well, it's five in the morning. I'm not going to drop you. So you've got to walk for like twenty minutes to get to the terminal." So I said, "Well, I'll just pay the fiver to go and drop you in the uh, the drop-off point." But as you get towards the drop-off point, there's the coach park. Someone so in Luton Airport's listening to this now. If like, you oh. swing in, if you swing into the coach park, that's actually next to the terminal door. So I just dropped off there, kicked her out, threw the bag out the door, and off yeah. you go. <laughs> oh, because she only had hand luggage, I take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd have thrown her out with the yeah with a big bag if she had one. Uh, it, we'll bring it back to cars for a second. Well, you can just, take it back now. You wanted to whinge about something, didn't you? Oh yeah, I did. Oh, well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, just coming off of the previous podcast, when I said to you, "Good news that you won the Euro Millions," because if you want a Mitsubishi. You can go on their website and they won't tell you a price. Would you like to guess another company that does this? And I know this because this week I had to try and find a price change that they had done. And I couldn't. Your job doesn't sound like a job. Really? Oh, so for the last two weeks, all you've, all you've told us about what you've done at work is Google the prices of cars. Well, well I, I work in the automotive media sector. Well, yeah, so. but is that all you have to do? You just list no, the just, prices of cars? I, I just don't bring up the mundane stuff where I've written an article and... Yeah, that's that's the article for work that I've done. I'm not going to bring it up on our podcast. Well, I thought you'd be advertising it. You should be offering signed copies. Signed copies. Yeah, oh. when this podcast ends up with well, I don't know, millions I, of listeners, I'd have to check that they're actually happy with me doing that. We could sell a signed copy of the magazine of, of their surely. magazine. Mm, yeah, probably. But then I'm not I'm not big time yet. I don't think not, not big yet, time enough. But you no. see, people will want the autograph now, so that when you are big time, they'll have it for free and they can sell it for millions. Or wouldn't they rather have a printout of the Miles Driven website homepage with me signing that? We'll just, let, we're, we're we'll just the, let the tumbleweed come across the podcast. We're, we're, we're the big shots here in this <laughs> in this tiny corner of the world, in this little room. Yes, in this in our in this growing <laughs> soundproofed room <laughs> yeah. that we have. Yes, we really are the megastars of this room. Yep, surrounded by. A Hoover, uh, some oh, lighting, some lighting from when you used to take my photos office, of things. Which is, my office, your racing setup. Well, yeah, that's always that will always be in uh, there. a broken model of a seven four seven on a shelf. And any listeners of the podcast will know why it's broken. No, no, Sam, no, it was fixed Sam. because we said before it was fixed, and it seems to have had some sort of technical malfunction again and fallen off of it. So I don't know what that noise was. I was about to say, Sam's breaking more stuff in my office. I didn't move. Like, Something's anyway, fallen down behind me. Manufacturer that also will not tell you the price of something on their website. Guesses? Oh, have you already told me this week? I don't think I have. I don't okay. think I mentioned Sometimes it to I feel you. like this is a test of our friendship because you'll text me throughout the week and then quiz me on it on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll give who you, was the last one? It was Mitsubishi last Mitsubishi. one. Mitsubishi. Uh, let's go. Citroen. It's not Citroen. DS. Citroen, though, just a really interesting point. I told all the listeners about Citroen are selling a C3U. For twelve nine nine nine, I think so. Thirteen thousand pounds for a brand new vehicle. Interest rate, if you want that, and we know interest rates are slowly creeping up. Nine point nine percent on a brand new car. Wow. Yeah. Bear in mind that you know you could get zero percent deals only I don't know a year ago, maybe even more recent than that. So to see any manufacturer, nine point nine is uh, that's a rate I used to put on used cars fourteen years ago. So, yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. So go on, Sam. Um, what did I say? And, I and at home, if, you, if you're listening. Peugeot? Not Peugeot. Toyota. No, because no. you'd whinge about Toyota. 
I mean, I could go through every car brand. Ferrari. I'll give. Okay, I'll give you. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. This might help. The price had changed from about one hundred and two thousand. I eventually found out not through their 102, own site. One hundred and two thousand to one hundred and five thousand. This particular Range car. Rover. No, not a bad guess. Jaguar. Nope. Mercedes. Sorry, caught me sipping a bit of coffee there. <laughs> no, I didn't. I thought you'd um and ah a bit more than that. Porsche. Nope. Ah. Um. Do, 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 do. Oh, I don't know. You're gonna have to tell us. It was a Tesla Model X. Oh well, no one's gonna guess Tesla, are they? Do you know? Do you know if you want to buy a Tesla, Sam? Have you got ninety nine pounds? Have you got ninety nine right pounds now? in yes, your bank I account? Do. Right. <laughs> You can go on to the Tesla website, buy yourself a Model X. Well, I can't, though, can I? Because I can't afford the repayments that come after that. They, they don't tell you any repayments. All they tell you is that if you want this car, £99. They, do, they don't do That's credit the checks. final price that you... If you go all through the process of... Because I went all through their configurator, picked a car, basic colour, Model X, I needed to know what the price of the non-plaid, I think it was. It might have been the plaid. I just needed it because we had an article that needed updating. It previously had the previous price. I needed to make sure the price was correct. Went to go and check the manufacturer's website, which is usually the place to look. Good place to start, yeah. And uh, after about five minutes of going through the configurator, you get to the final bit and it tells you £99. So, but if you proceeded with that and paid your £99, is the car thing going to be made? Then someone from Tesla will call you up and tell you you've reserved a car and I would assume at that point ask you how you intend to pay for it. That's insanity. I I couldn't believe it. So people can just be wasting hundreds of petrol. Not they hun- say it's, refund- it's refundable. Oh, right, okay. It is refundable. But what's the point in it, then? Surely that's just more admin. D- just to me, I just thought, who wakes up and says, I'm going to go buy a car? I don't know the price of it, but I just have so many unlimited funds. I mean, okay, if you've got 100000 for a car, but this, if you buy a 3 or an S or the, any of the cheaper ones, it's the same process. To get to the end... It seems a bit odd, and they're just a very different sort of company, aren't they? From, like, from, from aspects like that. As we said like before, that, you yeah. sort of have to be careful what you say, because there are... We'll get a thousand people send us Yeah, a certain group of people do like to be very... Even people uh, that haven't listened to our podcast or hear it from someone that did listen to our podcast and send us some message. We'll be cancelled. Yeah, well, Um, they can try. They have to find us. (laughs) Come find our little rooms if you can get us. It's just They just seem to be going about things in a very random way. It's almost as if they're not really a company providing a service. It's very weird. If I I was shopping between, say, a BMW, Mercedes and an Audi for, say, £45,000, and I knew my budget was stretched at 45, you know, I had 40, but maybe with finance I could get to 45. Uh, as a lot of people do, because the payments on those sort of cars, I think we had that listener question from Gillian. Yes. And she was looking for, I think, £300 a month with some money down. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I think that was the last podcast. Wasn't that it? was the last podcast. So, you know, if you say you got a little bit more than that, that's the sort of price you go into this sort of £40,000 mark. Yeah. What if you said, well, I've seen what I can get in the 3 Series, I've seen what I can get with an Audi A4. What can I get with the Tesla Model 3? Well, you won't know the price. You have to order it. And yeah, then, that just seems such a backwards way of doing anything. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought that was, that was very bizarre. Um, as I say, Mitsubishi, I thought it was odd, but then I just thought maybe Mitsubishi don't have any cars to sell. Maybe Mitsubishi are odd. <laughs> yeah, but the, to, I don't know. I, I didn't expect that from them. I thought they would at least give you a price and then say £99 to reserve it. I could understand that, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I can get that. But to just give you a, you know... Give us your money. Yeah. Then we'll start. I don't even, I don't actually know if they have their own sort of in-house finance that would then call you up. That's what I'm saying. Like, because there's no proof that you're going to be accepted for finance. And I mean, I'm guessing a lot of people won't be. No. And the only thing that worries me is. And if Tesla do have an in-house finance. Are they doing it to bolster the number of people that order a car? Yeah. So they can say we've got 
six million orders. Yeah. Obviously, they won't have that many, but you know because what I'm saying? It, well, that's the thing. If you reserve a car for £99, you could say, well, I don't want it for three years. You could be 16 years old. Would, you, would they do that? Do well, you think? Do they, would uh, they this is the that? point. If you walked into it, when I was selling cars, if you walked into the dealer and said, hi, I'd like to buy a car, but I don't want it and say it until the next registration comes out in six months, I would sell it to you. But I would know. If you said to me a year, I said, oh, sorry, I can't do the deal. Because right, I don't know, okay. A, what the price is in a year. Yeah, of course. Yeah. B, what deals, what finance or deals Is it dodgy be. doing it six months in advance? It, it's, it's not that normal. It would, and that would be an exceptional circumstance. If someone said and they had a reason, for example, they came in in March and they yeah. said, I'm shopping for my company car. It renews at this point. We got very used to that. Okay. So because people right. generally for company cars would start a search, say, six, six to three months before the change. Yeah. Because, okay. you know, they've got to do it over weekends, so it might yeah, take of course, a, yeah, a yeah. month to do it. But in that case, generally, we would say, okay, well, come back. You know, we can get you this car. Do your research. Give us a call. And I would keep them in the log. But if they said, oh, I really want to order it, I'd let them, you know, yeah, that's fine. We'll order it six months in advance. Right, okay. It, so, but with this sort of £99 down, I don't really know how that works. Is someone saying, okay, I'll have it in three years. Well, you've allowed them to put the deposit down. I wouldn't, if you said I want to buy a Mazda in three years from me when I work at the dealer, I'd say, sorry, I'm not taking your money. I'm not going to hold on well, to yeah, it. Yeah, and if you've taken the deposit, then that's effectively you signing a contract to buy a car. And I'm, I'm sure they'll just say, well, it's a refundable deposit. We'll just yeah, refund do. it. Then what's the point in having a deposit? Well, because the point, if the company can just ring you up and say, ah, oh, uh, we decided to cancel your deposit and give you it back. Yeah. Then what's the point in having the deposit system in the first place? Well, also, if the prices change, like it, like it had done with the Tesla Model X. And it, yeah, are they going to want the original price? So this is the thing. If I, I mean, it. if I know inflation, which inflation is going to rise, and that will come up probably in the next podcast, just a, just a short conversation about vehicle prices and inflation. But if you knew that, I don't know, for example, you, you know your company car or your, your lease is coming up in a year's time and you thought, hmm, I could secure the deal now and say, well, I've bought it in June of this year. Yeah. You need to sell it to me in June of next year, but I want the price of June of last year. Yeah, that's not Because that's work. when you ordered it. <laughs> that's not working there, is it? But, so what do you do? You order it and then they say, okay, well, the price is kind of this now, but when you get your car, we might charge you more. And then you just nod along to all that and go, oh, that's fine. Well, you, you, yeah, but company could put the car up, the car, price of the car up ten thousand pounds in that time for all you know. Yeah, so you shouldn't. I mean, you'd have to be a bit of an idiot to agree to that. No, unless they're going to give you a contract that says yes, you can have it in a year for today's price, so you know what you're paying. In which case, everyone go and sign yourself up to that because with inflation, that could be ten pence in a year. Well, exactly. Yeah, it could be worth absolutely nothing. I mean, you you could be getting, you problem. could all be you getting paid basic wage. Could have you coming home with ten grand a month. Yeah, you just after don't tax as a minimum wage. So what are you supposed to do? And you've signed up to a Tesla that's going to cost you £120 a month. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, it'd be more than that, but I'm just just being extreme with my example. But With with inflation factored in, it could be to that effect. Yeah. We just don't... I mean, I'm not not saying inflation is going to be that wild. I'm just saying... You heard it here first, guys. The the Chancellor of the Exchequer over here. (laughs) Inflation is going to be 100%, so make your order at Tesla now. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I might get a silence for the sadness of Mars's inflation predictions there. Uh, well, as I say, we'll come on to that probably in a, another podcast. I'm sure one. we will. And, and hold yourself. Uh, Sam is desperate to talk oh, about uh, chomping at the economics bit. and the bit of uh, yeah, yeah. vehicle inflation. Can't he's, get enough of it. He's been messaging me all week saying, can we do that podcast? <laughs> can you leave me alone, please? <laughs> <laughs> now, should we go on to my misery? Yeah. Have we, have we not gotten to that yet? <laughs> no, that was the start of the podcast. and we're okay. way more... Oh, yeah. Why, why are you upset, Mars? What's wrong? 
Come and I, tell Uncle Sam what's wrong. I said, and people remember this in a podcast. I don't know how long ago it was. About. Oh, I know what it is now. I'm not interested. <laughs> I said in a podcast about a month ago that I really wanted to buy a Toyota GR86. Can't have it. <laughs> so this is sorry. That was a really evil laugh. <laughs> He's just so happy that I can't have something. <laughs> it's like it's like having a younger or an older brother, isn't it? When something yeah. happens to them, that means they don't get and, what they want. It's yeah, just and you're funny just cackling you. in the corner. <laughs> yeah. So the GR86 is coming to the UK, which we already knew, and it was announced that you could put a, pr- a pre-order in. I think it was about a week ago, as of when this podcast was made. It was about a week so ago. So did you try on the day? or No, well, I was, I was, I was working. Uh, my partner did actually, I, I, my partner did message me saying, I know that this is the Toyota thing. It's been sent out to us at our dealer group. So if you want it, you know, here's the thing. And I signed up on their, on Toyota's website to receive the email. Right. To let me know the orders were open. But like anyone, when you're sort of thinking to yourself, well, I need to work out, you know, a bit of finances around it of having the deposit and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also I didn't want one. I don't want one now. I want one probably March of next year. That's when I wanted. Did you think that you had a chance of getting it? Like in all seriousness, I'm not, oh, not taking the mick. Okay, so I've never experienced this with an ordinary car before. Ferrari, this happens very commonly. But uh, you Porsche. did you did tell everyone to go out and buy one. I did, and they've obviously listened to me in droves because the order opened. Are you lying to me about our listener numbers? What but it's, is it? Is it ten millions. times as many you as you see, said? You should see the advertising revenue we get, mate. I, all into my pocket. I thought, I thought you were looking more uh, well kept. Yes. this week I've just taken just <laughs> taken Sam out shopping to look at expensive suits. <laughs> yeah. and I thought you weren't thinking. flinching as much as normal, yeah. and then you offered to buy lunch. It's all a bit. It's all. It's all. It's all, it's all making strange, sense now. Yeah. Um. So the, the order thing, I'll, I'll go through the process and then I'll explain why yeah, it's strange. Course, yeah. The ordering opened and it just was the ordering opened. Now uh-huh. my partner received an email. She works within the largest uh, dealer group. I won't go into details on it, but for Toyota. And because of that, she said, okay, here's the um, message. You know, here's the email thing that people are ordering through. I've sent you it so that, you know, you, you'll get the email because i could do it myself it's just that she was letting me know and she knows i want the car and so how long passed um that was the day before and i was working and you know i'm not just going to stop i I was doing something to a deadline so i was like no i'm i'll look at this at lunchtime or after work 90 minutes after they opened the orders so that you know you have an allocation for each dealer for the whole of the uk they sold out of all two years' worth of allocations for the GR86 in the whole of the UK. Which essentially means now, you can't buy one. All the allocations are gone. You can sign up to be a, what do they call it, a cancelled order? Oh, so someone has put their deposit down for their £99 Tesla. Yes. <laughs> and then returned it. Genuinely, it was 90, you had to put a £99 deposit down. Oh, see, this. maybe it's an industry-wide problem. Well, it seems it. See... <laughs> I guess I'm not as shocked by it because it's I've lived with this for it's completely different. But Go on. I've lived with this for football tickets. Yes, so because yeah, I don't have a season example. ticket, but I have a membership. So you you can pay thirty or forty pounds. It depends what they charge that year to be a member, and it gives you so basically season ticket holders get their tickets. Then they can buy extra tickets. Then it goes to members. Then it goes to general sale. Yeah. So being a member just gives you that slight two day advantage to beat the rush, if you like. Okay. Um, but I haven't had that for a couple of years now because I haven't been going as much. So I have to do the general sale. And if it says they're going on sale on, for example, Tuesday at 9am, 
I have to make sure I'm either on the phone or on the website at Tuesday. Sorry, on Tuesday at 9am. Just, just to make sure I can get a ticket or I won't. If I waited till lunch, it would be likely that it wouldn't be anything. How much are these tickets for average? No, price? no, no but I just want to know, just, uh, just so we can put this into yeah. Between any, well, I mean, the cheapest one would be thirty-five. The most expensive would go up to sort of seventy-five pounds, not thousands of pounds. Yeah, yeah. For, I'm, I'm, yeah. I know it's completely different. No, no, scale. but I just want to put it into. Put, but that's why yeah. I guess that's why I'm not as shocked that they sold out quickly. That you yeah. know what I mean? Because you text me in and obviously like in an outrage about it, and I was sort of like, okay, well, if it's as popular as as everyone says, as, as you thought, then. To me, it's not surprising, but I can see why it would be surprising, if you know what I mean. So the thing for me was, is I, I expected there to be a high number of orders and that they would possibly sell out the first year. But we're not talking about something that... like so when you It's buy, not a frivolous expenditure, is it? It's not a case of... Like with me, when I bought the, when I bought the last tickets for football, I, was just, I text Kat and said, do you fancy going to the football in a few weeks? And she yeah. said, yes, yeah, so I bought them. Yeah. And also, you can't just say, oh, I fancy buying a Joe 86. When you buy football tickets, the stadium has X number of seats. So your stadium is quite big, actually, your, your football team stadium. Yeah. Uh, 60 63, thousand. I think, at the moment. Okay, so that means there's 63,000 opportunities yeah. for you to reserve a, a, a ticket. Yeah, take out season ticket holders, but yeah, yeah. This is a Toyota. They, are gonna, they have a factory that builds cars. There shouldn't... I, I now... My outrage Okay, so this, you're saying there shouldn't be a finite number of them available. My upsets... It, sits not just with toyota this is a problem of basically toyota could make more cars they won't because they have to have a fleet average co2 which means across the entirety of all the cars they sell in a year they have to average a particular number which i think is 95 grams but oh okay because the gr86 would be one of their higher emissions one of the higher they limit the number of the higher emitters because obviously they'll sell they, they mainly sell hybrid Yaris's and Corollas. That's yeah, the but there. if they sold a load more GR86's, and the, it would and... drive the average up. Yeah, right. so they, they try to limit it. So if they sold, you know, um, an extra 100,000 Yaris's, yeah. just basic spec ones, not GR ones, but the basic hybrid ones, Yeah. Um, then their average obviously would come down. This is what's forcing a lot of manufacturers to sell electric cars because they have a zero. They don't look at production and lifetime and all this sort of stuff. They just go, that's a zero. If you then got another car that has a hundred, your average so far is fifty. Yeah. So you can sell loads and loads of that higher emissions for every one electric because you you drag it to zero as the average. So what's happened here is that they've decided to have a restricted number for the UK, which I wasn't aware of, and I don't think Toyota made that very clear. Otherwise, if they oh, had said, did your partner know though? No. Are she you was, sure she didn't know? She hide, Did she? Did she miss it and is now hiding? She it from knew you? after me. That the number had sold out because of it was reported a bit more widely. Oh wow! And, okay. And basically, the media got hold of it quicker than than right, okay. dealers. So it came through the grapevine of where I work. Oh, they're, they're sold out in ninety minutes. And I was like, no way. I was thinking, I, I don't want to have one for a year. Yeah. I wouldn't walk into a car dealer and say, oh, could I reserve a car for a year's time? No, exactly. No. Uh, now, if I bring this back to when I was selling Mazdas and the last RX8s, I've told the story. We were giving five thousand pounds off to get rid of them. See, that's mad, isn't it? When you, when you think about it now, compared to how things are now. When Toyota sold the previous generation, the GT86, they couldn't shift them. I mean, they, they did sell quite a lot of them, but I mean, there was big offers put on the them. The GT86, is that the thing that they did with Subaru? Yes. And the GR86 oh, so is exactly the same. They've done it with Subaru. But not for the UK. We don't get the Subaru version. It's the one I'm thinking of, though, isn't exactly it? Exactly the one you're yeah, thinking okay, of. Yeah, okay, cool. I just, when you said the GT86, then I was thinking, is there another car that I've completely missed? No, no. 
Uh, it's the one. That, it's the two-seater sports car that I'm thinking of. Yes. Okay. Cool. Anyway, and carry, I had on, a, carry on with your winch. I had a, a friend. Of, the, well, the other thing is that I had a friend that I used to work with, and I caught up with him at the gym maybe a couple of years ago, and he had a GT86. Oh wow. Okay. And in fact, a friend of mine that you know, Ross, I yep. used to work with. So he had mentioned, oh, you, uh, Johnny, who I used to sit next to at this old job that I had a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's got a GT86, but he doesn't like it. I was like, oh, this is a real driver's car. And he, but he picked out all the things that the GT86 is known to be bad for. It has a flat, okay. has like a flat spot in the middle of the rev range. Okay. I but, thought you were going to say you were given an opportunity to buy that one off him. No, you? no. <laughs> well, the, the old GT86 is just not a great car. Like, oh, it's a okay. good car, but it has flaws, which... Toyota have said they've resolved, certainly by making the engine a bit bigger. They've got rid of the the, um, the flat spot in the tor- in the torque curve. Oh, okay. So there are a lot of resolutions they've brought to the new one. But the fact is, this isn't like Ferrari made a great car. Now Ferrari make another one, so everyone who bought the last one wants to buy this one. Yeah. And they're only going to make X number of them. To me, it's. I know I'm. I probably sound a little bit. Um, what's the word? Bitter. Not quite bitter. Just twisted. Bit- <laughs> Resentful? Is this how you would just just describe me anyway? Spiteful. Describe Miles <laughs> or the following. Miserable. <laughs> um, that for them they have they've basically lost any opportunity to av- to advertise a GR86. Yeah, that's what seems a bit strange. Say say in, say you came to me in a year's time and you said, oh, I just bought a car magazine. There's this quite nice looking Toyota in the front of it, and you'd never considered buying a Toyota in your life. Yeah, that would get you in the showroom. And while you're there, just by chance, could be that. Your partner saw a Toyota that she quite liked, or you saw one, and actually you thought about the sports car, and mm, you want to have kids. Maybe it's not the right one, but actually they've got that one in the. Oh, you have a look at. That's what gets people. In yeah, the showroom. exactly. Yeah, that's why when I worked at Mazda, we had a very shiny RX8 in the middle of the showroom, and when well, the M- yeah. when the M- uh, MPS came in, we had a very shiny MPS. In well, the you, of the you always have your sports car right in the middle, or your performance car yep. in the showroom. Drag like people Audi. through the Audi door. Audi will have an R8 in the showroom. Yeah, yeah, they'll have one usually. In there. You, or sometimes have an on a turnstile, or an RS so spinning, yeah. yeah. Just so it, that drives people in through the door, and then you can, you know, the salesman can sort of figure out: Are they really serious about this? Do they just like the look of it? Yeah. Oh, actually, Ford, they like Mustang, the brand RS. Well, no, there's none of that. Who who cares about the GRA six unless you bought one? Because you can't buy one. Well, but for the people that did buy them, I think they're si- they're seeing something that they have bought that it's probably going to be worth more when they drive yeah. it off the tarmac than, than they've bought it for. Unfortunately, I think there's going to have been a big... A, a, I'm not, I don't want to say all of them, because there certainly won't be, but there's going to be a proportion of those buyers that simply bought these to sell them. Or, yeah, just bought, a them, bit to like, them, in, to bought them to put them in a garage for yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be those as well. But I think it's a bit like, you know, you talked about tickets and resellers. Yes. So there'll yeah, be yeah, some yeah. people that will just go on that ticket site one second past... Oh, the, yeah, yeah. And they'll be buying, not because they are interested in watching the game. They just want to try and sell them for a bit of a yeah. profit. Oh, it, the touting's a massive problem. Oh, well, I suppose I mean, well, this is effectively car touting. It, it kind of is. And th- this is what it frustrates me, because we, we, you know, we have a podcast about cars. Clearly, I'm quite enthusiastic about them. Yeah. I'm not going to get one now. Like, next year, when I've, I could have been saving up, and I wouldn't have bought anything nice this year. I'd have bought an old shed, which I still will probably do anyway. <laughs> you but, definitely will do. But I'd have run around in that until the point where... Because I haven't wanted to buy a brand new car. Like, there's not been a brand new car that I've been interested in probably seven or eight years. Right, Some of that's okay. been down to, you know, I was at university or whatever else, and I couldn't there have was bought one. one. There's one I could think of. Go on. Or two. Brand new. Yeah. The BMW... Oh, M140i. No... The three, 
M30-something. Oh, the M340i. Yeah, M340i and the the M140i, obviously. Yeah. Those those are two that I know you've spoken about buying new. Yeah, I would would really like to be able to buy an M340i, but the problem is they make, again, BMW have worked out what loads of people have worked out, make them in very low numbers, make sure that you don't give any discount at all, they don't need to give a good finance rate, and when you work it out, I just can't afford it. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think now you're pricing one, and it's more like five hundred and fifty, six hundred pounds a month, plus say five hundred pounds down. It's like no, no. The thing is though, that that's a mortgage payment. Exactly. Even if I had, it really is a half a mortgage payment. Even if I had the money, I would be struggling to justify that in my head. Whereas the GR86, I think I told you in the podcast, it was they were doing a deal. You put something like four thousand down, and you had three hundred or two nine nine a month on a PCP. So, you know, you'd have it on a three-year or four-year and then a balloon payment at the end. Yeah. Okay. That was affordable. And although I'd have to have saved up for the... It's one of those positions where you kind of think, I could put all my money... Well, not yeah. all my money, but I could put a large you know, amount of savings down, but then I haven't got that money. And I, I would rather have savings in the bank, especially because you don't know what's going to happen in the world. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's almost a, a blessing in disguise, I think. Well, I would have done in this my, In my personal time. opinion, I think it's a blessing in disguise for you. Go on. Well, because for the reasons you just said, you never know what's going to happen. You never know where life's going to go. And I think it's better to have the money in the bank at the moment. Yeah, but it but been... I do support you buying a car. <laughs> but it I do been... think it should be a shed. At the moment, would have been fine because I wanted one. As I say, I wanted a March. Next no, no, year. I'm not saying you couldn't afford it. I just think that there's other things that you'll end up doing instead of buying that now, which oh, are probably yeah. more beneficial than well, to owning be honest, a Toyota. Even more money will be invested into this show, into the miles driven. In well, I was more thinking about maybe buying a house. Uh, I could so done... we can so we can then build a studio in your yeah, garden. But, but I would yeah, but again, it wasn't it was never going to be an either or. No, but you buy the house, that's fine. But because uh, you uh, can't build it in my garden, because uh, we're already building a studio for someone else. Yes, as you know, Sam, I am uh, someone who likes to work things out to the penny. Uh, well, to to the tenth of a penny, yes. if possible. Yeah. Although well, a lot of scientists spend many or spent many many years splitting the atom, and then I yeah. believe they split split it even further into something else. Yeah, Miles is more of a split the pennies. How can I how can I divide this note into as many different denomin- denominations as, as possible? Much, much for it as possible. <laughs> yeah, what can this penny do for me? Yes, exactly. <laughs> how can I make this penny work? Yeah, but it just was one of those cases where I just think. How many enthusiasts? Because I can't be the only person out there. And I know some people will just say, well, you're just upset that you missed out on the. But I would never have ordered one to, you know, whenever it was a week ago or so. I would never no. have ordered one on a Tuesday morning. And then when they call me up and say, oh, we, we see you've got an allocation. Good news. It's coming in August. I'd have been like, great. I don't have them. Well, I don't, I don't want to lay down that amount of money in August because I'm unlikely to have sort of bought a house by well, the time exactly. the mortgage and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I wanted it. I'm just spilling coffee all over. He's my that notes. angry, guys, that he's just picked up his coffee and literally <laughs> launched it at his notes, which he's now going to, really at some hope. point, he's going to stumble over something that he's got. I written really, down. really hope that these are notes that I've already. Uh, I'm almost sure they are not notes that I've already. The question read. is, let's let's watch him flounder, guys. Can can he carry on with the got podcast? A tissue either to get the. Oh, or are we going to have to listen to him clean it up? He wants me to vamp. Go on, for Sam. Him. If you could, he uh... wants me to fill for him. <laughs> I'll tell you what, for once I'm going to. I was busy doing something else while you were talking. But yeah. Have you got speaking, anything? Speaking of Toyota. Okay, go on. Mazda. Yes. <laughs> he looks confused. He's dabbing some coffee and looking confused at me. Now, Mazda. I, I may have given the answer to this question away slightly. Mazda sell a car. What's the smallest car they sell? 
uh, Mazda 2. Okay, did you know they sell two versions of the Mazda 2? Two versions? Yep. Uh, they sell... Well, I mean, they sell a petrol 1.5. No, no, 1. no not, di not different sort of trim levels. Okay. They sell two Mazda 2s? Two, two different model Mazda 2s. Okay. Did you know that? Did you know they sold a hybrid Mazda 2? Okay, I've heard, I've heard of the hybrid Mazda 2. Do you know what the hybrid Mazda 2 looks like? I would assume it looks like the exact same Mazda 2 that your partner has, but ah. with a hybrid badge. Now, on you see, you would expect that. Yeah. You would be wrong. Would I? Okay. Now, I'll give you a guess. I don't know if you'll get it. If you went to Mazda and you said, I would like to buy a Mazda 2, and the yeah. salesman said to you, well, which one would you like to buy, sir? And you'd go down what you said, well, what, what do you offer? Well, we do a hybrid or we do a petrol 1.5. I think that's the only one they do still. Yeah. And you'd say, well, the hybrid sounds interesting. Yeah. I'm a very modernist man. Yes. I'm ready to move forward with Realist, the times. I'd say, is that going to save me a few quid on fuel? Well, I was trying to, trying to pick you up a little bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm a modernist man. I move with the times. What's yeah. this hybrid look like? Yeah. And he says, well, over here. And you'd say, well, that can't be it. You say, and he would say, well, yes, this is our hybrid master too. And you turn around to him and say, are you all right? Is there anybody else I can speak to? And then, <laughs> what, the, man I'd be wondering who. then the manager would come out and you'd say, oh, I was just on having a look at this Mazda 2 hybrid and this chap showed me this car. And you'd say, yes, sir. And you'd say, well, I'm a bit confused because that's a Toyota Yaris, but with a Mazda badge on it. What? Yeah, no, you heard me right. What, so Mazda sell a Toyota Yaris? No, they, they sell a Mazda Yaris because, <laughs> because oh, right, they've well, taken they... all the badges off it and just put some Mazda badges on it. So so they sell a Mazda 2, and then they sell a Mazda 2 that's a hybrid, and it's just a Toyota Yaris with their badges on it. Yes. So they sell the Mazda 2 that your partner has. Yes. And they also sell the same Mazda 2, but it's a completely different Mazda 2 because they don't even build it. Yes. They just put their badges on a Yaris so and say it's a Mazda 2. You know when Peugeot, Toyota, and Citroën did the C1 They the did a joint venture, yeah. But they changed the lights, and there was bumpers. some interior styling and bumpers and yeah. stuff. Mazda thought, that seems like a lot of effort. What we'll do is do what you do still when you're younger, take the badges off the car, put oh, our own badges on it. Hold Job on. Done. That means that they... But hang on. So they have to buy it from them, okay. debadge it, put their own badges on. Put their own badges on. So do you think it's... Obviously, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. Well, I imagine so, because they've got to nope, buy it from... cheaper. They're selling... So you walk into a Mazda... <laughs> so you walk into Toyota and say, I'm interested in a Yaris, but I haven't yeah. quite got the money the, for the, it. And you see all the salesmen sniggering. Yes. You're like, why are they sniggering at me? I thought this was a good car to buy. Yeah. And then you say, actually, I want to save a few quid, so I'm going to go to a Mazda dealer and buy your car from Mazda. But as a Ma what? So if I, if I was driving along the road, I now have to look and see if it's a Mazda 2 or a Toyota Yaris. Yeah, great game, though. <laughs> There's a game for everyone. So genuinely, see if you, you can, can, spot you can the Mazda go to 2. the Toyota garage, the dealer, and you could buy a Toyota Yaris. Yeah. Or... You could go next door, if it's next door, and buy a Mazda Yaris, or what is a well, Mazda, Mazda 2 what we shall now hybrid. always be referred to as a Mazda Yaris, for cheaper than the actual people that build Does it. Does Toyota know or, about this? Well, I'm not sure. Apparently it's a, an agreement they have between them. Sounds I, a very loose agreement. I think Mazda are just going buying stuff and just selling it on. So Mazda are just turning up to the ports of different countries and saying, hi, yeah, there's a hundred of our cars been imported. We need to get them off on onto our trucks. And someone's going, I, I'm not sure these are yours. I've got Toyota. No, no, they're ours, mate. Yeah, if you yeah, just want to put them on that a, truck And there's us. a bloke with one of those little, um, 
Oh, like a like plastic, chisel. Yeah. A plastic chisel. <laughs> just, and just, just knocking badges off. And then the, the security bloke comes along at the end of the day along the port and he's like, what's all this on the floor? He picks up and there's just a load of badges that <laughs> say Toyota and Yaris and hybrid. Well, they might keep the hybrid They probably badge. keep... Do you know what? So they probably don't even bother taking the hybrid badge off. They put the old <laughs> yeah. hybrid badge. Oh, well, that's incredible. They just leave that on. They just chisel off the Yaris bit and then just... I don't even know if they put badges on it. They might just write it in permanent marker on the back of it. That, that was almost worth me spilling my coffee all over my notes for the podcast. There you go. Out. I mean, I filled up some time for you. Yes, you did. And told everyone a funny story. That's... So always it's put... not very often I come to the podcast with anything written down, let always alone uh, leave an interesting it to story. To, to, to bring some interesting stuff for us. What, what else have I got here? Oh, I've got loads of big subject stuff. Let me uh, see big what... subjects. Well, I'll put my book oh, down. Well, then. I want to carry on about the, the GR86 oh, okay. and my disappointment with it. Where were you in your ranting before you decided to launch my, your McDonald's my, coffee, everyone? My, my big point with it is, Toyota seems to have shot themselves in the foot. Because... Twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll admit that, I, you know, I quite we, we had that um, Toyota ProAce uh, van. I thought it was really, yeah, yeah. really good. Um, they've announced this week, and I found out why they've announced it this week. They announced the manual Supra, three litre twin turbo. They announced that uh, about a day after they said that all the GR86 is sold out. And they said, oh, well, there's the consolation. If you can't get a GR86, we've put a manual in the Supra. It's not much use, is it? Because the Supra's £55,000. The GR86 is £30,000. <laughs> the Supra's 380-odd horsepower. The GR86 is 240. Like, these are not the same people. This are you is sure? Not, this is like say, be, walking to a BMW and saying, I'm looking for a 1 Series diesel. And they're, oh, terribly sorry, so we're sold out. Here's an X5. Yeah. An IX. Yes. <laughs> You know, or, or, or I've, got, I've got a lovely M4 over here. It'd only be triple the amount you're looking to spend. Yeah, it's just like... The, oh, sign me up. Yeah, the, I don't really understand how they... I know what they, they're just desperately trying to spin a good marketing thing on it, but what basically for this next two years, everyone who would have been slightly interested in looking at Toyota now isn't. Well, that's it. Like, like, there's no mark. What's the point in marketing it? What's the point in giving it to the car media? Well, you never know. Car media in, in the UK will drive it, and then they'll say, "This is a great car. You can't buy it." But in the next couple of weeks, Mazda will probably release one. Yeah, they will. <laughs> suddenly <laughs> you need to me... get in there. Just hang around the Mazda dealership. Yes. See if you can get any. I'll call up the old Mazda I used to work at. <laughs> Although to be <laughs> yeah. fair, they probably wouldn't like me anymore. Yeah, but... this is this is a uh, this is our MX5 hybrid. Yes, uh, the coupe version. Yeah, yeah. This is the the, the hard yeah. top with no convertible version. Yeah. yeah. That, do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me now. They're just <laughs> Oh, we've done a new MX-5, have you? Yeah, yeah, look at it. This is a GR86. No. No. Look. Badges. And Toyota desperately having to call customers. Very sorry. We are going to have to cancel your order that you reserved because we've, uh, we have we didn't receive as many cars as we thought. Uh, yeah, and then the, pers- the person on the, the end of the phone is going, oh, no. Yeah. Have you bought a Mazda so no, MX-5? No, sat in the Mazda dealership because they bought one yeah. on the day they were released. And they're probably offering it a grand cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> so it's win-win-win. So you've got the, you sale, go, the sales bloke at Mazda sitting there going, good news, I've managed to secure 2,000 units of this GR86. We can yeah. just take the badges off, sell it, and we'll sell it cheaper and we'll undercut them. Oh, good. So our end-of-year project's looking good. Oh, no, 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 no. With the Yaris deal and the GR86 deal, we're down thousands of pounds because yes. we keep selling it. We're buying them at full <laughs> price the- and then we're selling them for less. So the sales are up, profits are down. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Someone's going to get a real dressing down in the uh, in the profits. Oh, uh, that's the profits boardroom at the end of the year. So we'll go back. Um, we can have a chat about this actually, Sam. This is a listener question. Oh, that I um, had made a note of, and it's from William. Ah, well, and, and a, he, uh, our our original listener. I think he was one of the first. Probably, listeners. yeah. Well, may well have been. And he, um, very sorry, Paul. He sent this in on Instagram. 
and I didn't, well, I just didn't look at the message for a couple of weeks. So I had other ones and I was like, oh, oh so he, you sent it to me this week. And you, uh, but so I think it, he sent it. Oh, it was a while ago. Yeah, I think he sent it. At, oh, because he uh, sent it to me privately because Will's my friend from my old job. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, he's, he's called me and he's given me a lot of stuff about the, I think when we talked about it on the Range Rover and Land Rover podcast a while ago, and I was saying oh, yeah. about yeah, Will's, yeah. Will's dad's got the original Range Rover. And Will's Did you got, find out whether it was a petrol or a diesel? Uh, he did tell me. I think he said it was a 3.9. Petrol? Yeah. That might be the EFI. Um, all completely original spec and nice up to scratch. And he has said at some point that you are invited to go around and we can do a Land Rover video type thing yeah, with the excellent. two defenders and, and the Range Rover. Do you know what I would like to do? I would like to put two defenders next to each other, but, you know, older defenders. Yep. Just to see how different. You know this classic thing of. Well, would you? Will, Will's uh, got Will's got a what I would. I'm I'm sure I'm sure this won't offend you. Will he would probably refer to as an agricultural defender okay like a commercial and his sister's got one that's got air conditioning and okay a bit bit nicer a bit, bit more creature comforts yeah yeah so i, I know he's happy for us to I, go I would, around and i'd be very interested do you remember top gear years ago and it probably is 15 years ago or something now they they all bought three series convertibles yes they and they did, did it yeah. as a point to but say, i think it was it well i mean obviously they portrayed it as an accident didn't they yeah but yeah. it was clearly set to sort of say that when people ask for a used car yeah. How different a used car can be. Because they had the hygiene guy come on, didn't they? And there was a lot of <laughs> there stuff was a lot that of you would not want to drive around <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. So I'd actually really like to get two... De- because defenders can live very, very different lives. Some people buy them because they want to appear agricultural and appear rural. Yeah. And they drive them around London. Yes. Other people live in the middle of a mud spot in, yeah. the, in the country, have to sort of green lane to their house, yeah. and never wash their car. So this is quite... It'd just be interesting to see how much variation there is. But what well, when when I first started in my old job and I first met Will, I think we, I think I'd only known him for a month or two, and he took me green laning. It was the first time I've ever awesome. been green laning. Yep. In a, you might be able to help me with what the model was because I can't remember. It was an old Daihatsu four by four. Gerard? No, I don't think. How so. big was it? Small. Sort yeah, of like Gerard. a Jeep Wrangler sort of size. Yeah, pretty sure that. Either way, Will will be able to tell me when he when he listens to this podcast. But yeah, he took me green in that, and yeah, it was let me probably... creak my chair over to him. <laughs> so this was it was probably the most terrifying experience as a younger guy that I that I'd had in a car. I mean, he he completely knew what he was doing, and he's obviously done it loads of times before. But I was but you absolutely didn't know that, yeah. terrified, proper white knuckle sort of stuff. Let me see if I can just get a picture up on my phone just to see. If... Oh no, it's not Shara. That's a hatchback. Yeah, no, I didn't think that sounded right. I can't remember what it was called now. Daihatsu. Let me see if I can find something. Oh, uh, a four-track. Possibly. Or a Terios. Uh, oh, there's some pictures. Can you talk for a second? Yeah, All I right. can. Um, so the question that William had sent in was, or Will would send I in. I think it was the four-track, potentially. Yeah. Well, well, I'm sure, um, a quick look I mean, what, he'll, what he'll let is. me know, obviously. It looks a bit like a Suzuki Vitara. Well, there you go, guys. If you, if you want to be part of this sort of chat and hear your name discussed like this, like yes. Will has been, like he's part, like he's actually here in the room. They need to get in contact with some questions, and you'll become a, a fan favorite. Well, he he was. Will's going to effectively be our guest, our guest on the podcast without actually being here. The man of questions. Yes. <laughs> um, what I was interested, in, he sent in a thing about the the new Lotus, the um the four by four, the Elantra, I think it's called, or Elantra, yeah. or Elect, Electri. Oh, there's going to be there's going to be a million ways to announce this, but I <laughs> what I want to talk about this, and it's going to be similar to our conversation about um, the iX. What are Lotus known for, Sam? 
in your head, if you, if I said Lotus, what do you Small think? Small sports cars, two seater sports cars. Okay. Anything else? Um, like just, just just you know, if I said describe a Lotus to someone who's never ever seen one, some person's been living in Peru on a beach. They've never for seen my, a car. For my age, it's literally just the Exige and the Elise. That's what I think of when you say Lotus. So small, sporty, looked a bit like a small fight, sports fighter jet with four wheels. So this is obviously not that. This is a big 4x4 that they're selling to try and make some money. So this we've okay. seen this with Porsche did it with the Cayenne originally. BMW, well, BMW did the X5. That was, sort of, again, the original. Yeah. But Ferrari are releasing a, a 4x4. Yeah, Aston hasn't Martin, that been promised for For years. millennia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's funny with Ferrari. I think... Has it even got a name yet? Yes. Have you got it any has, pictures of it yet? They, they, they got, they, they, uh, they released the teaser image, which someone then managed to change the colours of, and so it was no longer a teaser. You could see exactly what it was. Um, Brilliant. But Ferrari, they, they've been holding their one back. But obviously, Ben Bentley made the Bentayga, Rolls Royce made the Cullinan. So there's been all this, and um, Aston Martin, the DBX. Yep. Uh, Lamborghini with the Urus. Yep. There's been a load of big sports car companies that are not known for four-wheel drives starting to make four-wheel drives because it's where the money is. Yeah, I mean, even I don't know if you said Rolls-Royce. Rolls-Royce, have, I know and they're not a the sports color, car company. Yeah. But... To the point where in China, and I didn't know this until a couple of weeks ago, in China, Porsche had to recently right. launch, and, and they already sell it there, but they had to relaunch the 911. Right. The, you know, the car they're known for. Yeah, yeah. Because people in China didn't know they didn't make another car apart from the Cayenne and the Macan. Wow. Because those are the two cars that are sold there. So like, people didn't really actually know. That's interesting. So you've got all these people that are going into Porsche dealers and they're saying, oh, yeah, I'll have a yeah, Cayenne Turbo. Or a, I think the Taycan was, was known there as well because it's electric. Yeah. But they sort of had to say, look, also, just so everyone knows. We do make other vehicles. We are very well known in Europe for uh, sports cars. I can just imagine like, the rest on, the, of the, on the automotive news over there. It's Porsche release, brand new, sports, two-seater yes. sports car. Yeah. And everyone else is going, well, this is sort of what they've been yeah, making They're talking about years. the GT3. Like, <laughs> they've got a track-focused car. Like, wow. They must have just Porsche, this what, the, the famous 4x4 yes, company. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so over there, Land Rover's a sports company and a sports car company. But the thing for me is, if I was buying a 4x4, I don't... I'm sorry, Lotus. Lotus doesn't scream at you, does it? I, I just, I don't. I'm, nice looking, though, is it? Yeah, look, I'll show you a picture now. Hold on. I have seen it. I just can't. Let me, let me get a bit of zoom on this one for you. That's that's the. Yeah, I mean, it looks quite. It actually looks quite like a Urus. It d- does like a stretched out. Urus. Let me um. Let me get a couple of other ones for you. There's one from the back. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. If you're at home, it's spelled E L, or E L E N T R E, I believe. Elentra. Uh. E L E N. Sorry, E L E. T R E Electra, Electra. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, gonna have Elytri. <laughs> gonna have from five hundred and ninety-two horsepower. So it's gonna have five hundred and ninety-two horsepower. It's all electric. Okay. Now they won't announce the weight because they as don't in, know because they haven't as built in, it. What the game I would love to play with this? How many Lotus Elises does it weigh? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I genuinely think you could be at three. Yeah. Because I think a Lotus Elise is less than a ton. Oh, yeah, I'd say so. This is 100 kilowatts, which is similar size battery pack to that IX we were talking about. Yes. So it's quite possible this could weigh two and a half tons. Good. Well, we can include it in our BMW IX. I mean, not a bad looking vehicle, I have to say. There's, a, there's a, just one from above, Sam. So you can... Yeah, no, it's nice. I mean, it does look a lot like a Lamborghini Urus. Yeah, I just. The problem from, with me. Which for is Lotus a really bad name this... for a car. 
yeah, the it Urus. Because it, it sounds like something else. I can yeah. definitely see the Urus side to it, though, if you look yeah, at oh, it. Yeah, yeah, Especially because it's, it's got just, a, very, just very angular. A yellow badge, well, obviously... Yes, yeah, it's the, got the Lamborghini sort of badge it, on it, hasn't it? Just, if you were just flicking an eye, oh, is that the new Urus? Or is at that least with their other cars, one? you could tell it wasn't a Lamborghini. Like, if you see an XE's driving down the road, you know, yes. you're not going to think, oh, look, a Gallardo. <laughs> I just... I, I know why Lotus... So Lotus has gone under new ownership, and let's face it, they don't want to go out of business, but the number of people that will buy rear-wheel drive small sports cars with uh, 150, 200 horsepower is a vanishing number. But people that didn't get a GR86 might buy something like that. Yeah, unfortunately, though, Lotus will charge you, you know, 40, 50,000 pounds. So the, this is the, the big... Can't win with you, can I? The big <laughs> issue for me, just to go back to the GR86 for a moment, and, and, <laughs> and Lotus... We're going to end on the GR86 oh, on this definitely podcast. Are, yes. <laughs> the, the big issue for me is, and we've talked about it several times, that we would, you know, we're very open in this podcast to trying to make uh, you know, women involved, uh, younger people involved. We don't... Because a lot of the time people listen to car media and I think it feels a bit exclusionary. Yeah. It's all, oh, lads and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and that's because of the, the major numbers. You know, if I look at our numbers, listen to our podcast, it is a vastly high proportion of it is men. Yeah. But what's going to happen if we don't get a particularly young people, boys and girls, and women involved in this is that women won't be interested in it. Guys will get older. And older guys now, you know, the guys... What? Hang on, I didn't sign up for that. To get older. Getting older? Oh, I well, you need to be like me, mate. I don't. No, it's funny because you are yeah? visibly aging. Visibly. <laughs> I don't see it. I look in the mirror. Substantial visible aging, I look I in the mirror say. and think, oh, I still look 20. And I'd say, wow, look at the greys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then bring, bring, pick it up with me every time. And I think, God, he's getting a bit liney, old Sam, isn't he? Yeah, that's fine. I don't mind being liney because I'm not, I'm not precious about getting older. I know. You, you, know, you are, are reasonably precious about getting older. Uh, the big so fact. The grey hair thing really gets you. Yes. It's like a really big I knife knew, in I the stomach. I always knew I'd go grey earlier. I've told you recently, if you look at my, I did one of those ge- genetic things. Yes, you just did, like someone yeah. threw a bag of marbles. From yeah, it really is with you, isn't all it? All the way down to where sort of Cyprus and Jerusalem. Whereas my, my marbles are just all still in a bag. Just very concentrated, <laughs> yeah. Just Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah. Yorkshire and Yorkshire tea, that's all where Sam Just where all my unbiased views come yes. from. No, the, the thing for me is that if these cars are so expensive, I mean, I'm a car enthusiast. I couldn't afford to buy a Lotus. I wouldn't want to buy a Lotus SUV. Uh, I wanted to buy a GR86, can't. So what's the next generation going to buy? Because all the people that used to buy TVRs, and all that, they're all retired, you know. They're Spe- not... Speaking of TVRs, yeah, go on. how are we coming along with They the, are. The they have TVR. re-announced the release date. Oh, good. When is it, next year? It's next year. Oh, very good. <laughs> so they've got... So it's supposed to be April? It's supposed to be this month, this year. Yes. But as we are, as we are recording, it's... On the last day of April. So it's... It's it's not looking likely that they're going to release in April okay. this year. Now, they, unless they release it in the next, where are we now? It's ten past four. So they, they've, they've got, got eight s- hours. Yeah, about around uh, just under eight hours to yeah, release. It this might car. happen. It might. Uh, do. We're going to look like right fools if they release that in the next eight hours and this podcast comes. I out I would few say weeks. out of the the two groups, releasing a car out of business hours on a Saturday would make them look like fools, not us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would get the market talking, wouldn't it? Would it? Or is everybody out of the pub? Yeah, that's because true. it's a Saturday in night. In two days, though, people would be shocked. A load of TVRs on the road. Well, no, three days. Three days, sorry. Because yes, it's bank holiday. Yes. <laughs> um, the, the thing for me is all those. Oh, so yeah, it's, sorry. That TVR is now 2023, and right, under okay. the current laws that we are 
This is why the GRS. Are we eight, sorry, are we April twenty twenty three or no? Have they announced summer. a month? Also, oh, even later. Yeah, but they okay. did. They did on more positive news. They did get the grant approval. Okay, good. There was a there was a thing going on. I think it was the Welsh government. Yeah. Um, to get a couple of million quid extra or something like that. Okay, this well that's good. And they did in the end get that secured. But I know what you're about to say. So if you'd like to inform the listeners of the uh, well, the, the, the re- time scales, <laughs> the reason the GR86 is only going to be in the UK for two years is because we're following Europe's thing of changing in 2025 the way the crash testing is done and the way that uh, emissions are um, calculated and all these sorts of things. And I know some people will say, "Oh, that's good." It's it's really not. There was a car this week I was looking at. It was a five-star NCAP car. And everyone would say that's a five-star in-cap car. It just was one of those cars that had about 400 airbags, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it was, it's been retested about a year ago, and it's now four stars. Now, wow. it, didn't get, it didn't get any less safe. Okay. The test has now just changed. Right. And so the problem is, is that cars like the GR86, which are built on the GT86 old chassis, they've modernized it, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So that car was safe. Then, ten, you know, eight. Yeah. Eight years ago, they were selling those. So what's changed? Uh, the test. They've decided, oh, actually, we but should what, make it What are they more... testing? They're just firing harpoons through the window. Yeah, now. basically. Well, they're, they're testing things that I understand, like pedestrian safety is becoming more important. The trouble is, what they're doing is taking cars like a small sports car, which will sell in vanishingly small numbers, yeah. off the market, and the, then they're approving two and a half ton SUVs with five stars. And it doesn't well, make... Just because they're bigger. Because they have different safety things fitted, but that what everyone seems to ignore is it doesn't matter how many pedestrian safety things you fit to a car. If two and a half tons hits you at forty miles an hour, you're going to die. One ton hits you, you've got better chances. Yeah. With the, especially if it's a smaller vehicle. If if a small yeah. vehicle hits you, I mean, oh, it's a horrible subject to have to cover up. But realistically, you're, you're going to hospital either way. But hopefully, you're going to but, hospital for a you know. Well, hopefully, you're going bones yeah, and not smaller. straight to the mortuary. This is, I have, and it's a very sad story, but I'll, I'll tell it now that I, when I was in uh, Sydney once, I went to a cross junction and I saw a woman get hit by a car and it was, oh. it was a taxi. I don't know quite what happened. The, the way it works in Australia is if you're going left, you can go on a flashing. Oh, okay. It's a bit like America. Can a bit like America, that? you can always turn right. You can turn, yeah, something they're, they're on the other side of the road to us. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Australia are on the same side. That of the makes road sense. Yeah. Basically, if it's a red light and you're turning with, on your side of the road. So in America, if you're on the left, you know, you drive on the right. If you're turning right, you just have to look to make sure it's clear. Yeah. And you can turn on the right. Good idea. In Australia, I think it is that the, if you're flashing orange, you can make a left, but you have, because obviously you're on the left-hand side of the road like Mm -hmm. we are, you can make the left-hand as long as it's flashing and there's no one on the crossing. Yeah, that's fair. And I think what happened is the the light was flashing, the taxi driver's making a left. He's sort of doing 20-ish miles an hour with a fare in the back. Yeah. And A whole fare? A whole, two fares. Two well, fares. Two people. I think they were paying one fare. And the Dodgems. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, you know, this, this younger woman, she's, she's had a phone in her ear. She seemed very, you know, in a suit. And she was, I, I, it looked like the sort of person who maybe had started working at a big company, looked very stressed, been sent out to do some jobs. And she's running around everywhere. Right. So she steps out into the road. She makes three steps. And all we hear is a screech and a bang. And we see her. She hits the bonnet. She hits the windscreen. Oh, and lovely. then she just rolls off. And so I was in the other corner. So immediately, myself and my manager are going sort of towards that, but where it's a huge cross junction. This is six lanes wow. on one side, okay. six lanes on ours, six lanes in the middle, and then four lanes behind us. So you, 
you're not just going to sprint out into traffic, but we're sort of crossing. Yeah. Other people did get there first. Unfortunately, I was doing it fortunately. A, she was moving. Well, that's good. B, she was sort of conscious. She was hurt. The taxi driver looked like he was having a heart attack. Well, I'm not surprised you would do that, wouldn't you? I mean, you know, he, this, this is a man who drives for his living. So he was, and ta- we all know taxi drivers are not usually doing a lot of speed. No. The point was, though, he wasn't in a big truck. He was in yeah. a Ford. It's the equivalent to us of a Ford Mondeo. And, I, and it's completely escaped oh, I me. can picture it. I just can't think what it's called. Yeah, I think in America they would call it the Taurus. I think. Yeah, it's something like a bit more curved, isn't it? Than a yeah, Mondeo. it's just a bit more yeah. curvy. Yeah. So, and, you know, she's hit it straight on. But she's moving. People are talking to her. She's conscious. She understands yeah. what's going on. Um, looked like maybe she had a broken ankle. Okay. And the fire, well, fortunately, about 10 vehicles back, was there was a fire truck. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, call, I called the police and they were never, ever in my life had I called. In the UK, you, you call 999, you go straight through to an operator. It says, which service do you require? Or yeah. So that's, that's the question you get. You don't off. get that question in Australia. And Americans listening to this will know that's not the first question you get. Do you want to guess what the first question is? What's your emergency? Nope. Don't know then. What state are you in? Oh, okay. Because of course you're going through to a central. You're calling a central line. Because oh, you can't obviously with mobiles. You can't necessarily go through to a. I think they probably would know, but they they need to put you through. So there's a central operator. Yeah, and they're then there's an operator the for that state. Yeah, okay. And of course you could be on the border, so they don't want to just guess. Yeah, okay. So I, it took me a second. I was like, well, I'm in Sydney. Okay, so that's New South Wales. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So this pause is happening. Well, There's no time through. to be pedantic, lady. But Come in, on. Yeah, in that time, the uh, people have obviously gone back and they've told this. The fire firemen have come and started spraying her with yeah water. Or fortunately, uh, I I don't know in the UK. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be unfair, so I don't, I just don't know in the UK what firemen are trained for. But I know in the US they'll be first aid trained. They are first, like extensively first aid trained because in the US they're first responders. I as imagine. Well as I imagine firemen probably are. Here. Okay. Because uh, again, any fireman listening. I think it's a crime how much they get paid in our country. Oh yeah, it's I used to little. work with one, and he did it. He did it as a second job. It's it's insane. Like you're you're going into burning buildings, you need a high wage. In America, they get a good, a good salary. Well, especially when especially when politicians and stuff get paid what they get paid. Yeah, but anyway, we're way off the GR86. <laughs> but the point of all that was is you know the fire so they came round, they saw her. Fortunately, they had a guy there who you know was even more specialised, and he was able just to set her up. Ambulance came. She was alive. She was okay. Good. You know, she was shaken. Yeah, of course. And she looked like she's probably broken her ankle, but it didn't look. Must like... better being dead. Yeah, and you know, we see crash tests, but we very rarely see someone actually get hit and how your body yeah. sort of deformed. Well, actually, you weren't. Even, it wasn't even GR eighty six. You're actually talking about TBR and why that's bad that it's not coming out till twenty twenty three. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so I've jumped about, but the point to that being is that if we're approving crash testing, because that's why the GR eighty six won't be sold. Yes, yeah. and it's why TBR also have an issue is that after that point the crash testing is changing and these smaller sports cars will really struggle to pass because of the pedestrian safety but yeah. the vehicles that are passing are two and a half ton suvs yeah it just seems like utter madness yeah, to me from seeing how that poor girl got hit or i think girl, that poor woman got hit and she should say she traveled about half up the bonnet hit the bottom of the windscreen and then she's rolled straight off yeah that's not good. back into the road guys obviously realize he smacked the brakes and you know He's now set, and the people in the back, I imagine they were tourists. Okay. Because they just looked completely lost of what to do. Do they get yeah. out? Do they like just sat there like, oh, do they stay my with the guy God. who's driving them around who looks like he's having a heart attack? Do they get out and check on this person? Yes. Yeah. People running from every direction. Let's at just them. stay here, dear. Yeah. 
Um, but the point to that is that she was hit by a saloon vehicle that probably weighed one and a half tons at 20 miles an hour. You can make all the tech as safe as you want, but if in one day a pigeon hits your safety radar and the car yeah. drives on, your safety radar doesn't activate, and you hit that person, two and a half ton truck versus a 1.3 ton sports car at 20 miles an hour. Yeah, it's going to crush it. You know. But it doesn't even have to be a pigeon. I mean, my partner's um, anti-collision braking system thing. Yeah. The, the glaring sunlight reflected off of something shiny hit the sensor on the front of the car. Yeah. And the brakes came on in the middle of a roundabout. Uh, so these systems so, are not... you know, they're not perfect. No. But you were, I think the thing you were going to say about TVR was that it's coming out Sam, just before point. just bringing no i'm just yes i just it's i don't want people out. to get lost no no it. sorry yeah yeah you're, you're very right that they're bringing it out just before these regulations change and that's bad because because they'll only be able to sell it for a year yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, this they were going to i mean they'll, they'll have pre-sold the hell out of it uh, this is the thing they, <laughs> you they, think tesla are taking a lot yeah. of 99 pound deposits tvr are funding this car off how, of deposits how patient you'd have been if you got told 2020 it's coming out so you put your money down. So you yeah, if you think if down. you think you probably it, but when did it get announced? We think in seventeen eighteen. Seventeen eighteen, they were going to do it, and it was around sort of nineteen ish. They were hoping, and they were starting to take date. orders. Uh, they would have taken uh, initial orders, but they probably wouldn't have asked for money. orders or interest. Gauging so interest. So if you've put your name down in twenty nineteen, yeah, for a car that comes out in twenty twenty, yeah, and it's possibly twenty one. You're thinking maybe possibly, early twenty one. Yeah, you think well, oh, it's TVR. They're trying to make a comeback. That's fine. It's now pretty much summer 22. Yeah. And, and you they've, can, you and they've called you. Way. Hi, it's Shelley from TVR. Yeah. Oh, hi. Thanks. Finally, you're calling me to tell me about my car. Yeah. Bad news. It's delayed um, again. It's, it's looking more like, oh, no, Shelley, really? Is it going to be sort of winter time? I don't really want to get a new sports kind of. No, no, no. Good news on that point. It's going to be summer. Oh, this summer? No, we're thinking 2023. Yeah. Um, but we'll keep you updated. I'll probably speak to you in about nine months when we delay it again. This is the thing, yeah. Thanks, Tim. Bye. <laughs> the other thing, so let's say they really do get that date firmed up. They can sell it for a year. Yep. And then so Tim will be out in his TVR for a it year. It doesn't matter how much interest they've got, they will struggle to actually get any sales. <laughs> now, it's uh, utterly insane. They may be able to go under, there is going to be, a, and this is what I like to call the Ferrari clause. There is a Ferrari clause, if you like. So basically, because of the, how they operate in Formula One. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the, the, uh, the, You're changing the rules? Yes. It will, do, it will detriment to us. Okay, we leave. No, no, they, <laughs> called, they called up the Italian government and they said, uh, the EU is, is saying some, some ridiculousness about emissions. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, we are not going to be doing that, just to make that very clear. Yep. Uh, we will, though, promise to reduce our emissions and so a rule has been put in in the EU. If, you're a certain, if you make less than a certain number of vehicles, yeah. You don't have to average. It's almost completely. as if, if you're a prestige company. Yes, it's like, <laughs> or if you build cars in sheds. So Arian Atom and Morgan, <laughs> they can keep making cars. Earlier. But if Koenigsegg called up, they'd be told, well, well unfortunately. Koenigsegg could sit behind Ferrari. Koenigsegg would yeah, just but, stay quiet. Yeah, but they would. But the EU, but, well, you're not really Ferrari. No, no. If, you, if they were the ones calling we don't know. <laughs> yeah. If they were the ones calling for it, it would have never happened. It's the fact that this is why you've got to love the Italians. Ferrari called, clearly, the Italian government and said, listen, uh, I'm not even sure it. they called. No, they probably just said they the probably facts. invited them round with a couple of bottles of wine. Yes, <laughs> and, and said, just sat there with a, some, you know, raw. some nice food. And... Yeah, this is ridiculousness. And the Italian government, went, oh, of course it's ridiculous. Don't worry, we'll be. Yeah, but this. Thank is... you for the wine. Yes, <laughs> here is the proposal that we've decided. 
We just yeah. need the EU to obviously agree. With a was... couple of mafia guys stood just in the corner <laughs> of the room. Not looking menacing, just no, sat no, there. Just, just, just chatting away in the corner, yeah. smoking a cigar yeah. with a, you know, uh, some limoncello. Yeah, limoncello. <laughs> well, I can't really see the mafia drinking limoncello, to they be fair. Do. They might do. <laughs> the, the thing was is that, yeah, so there is a clause that says if you're a low production vehicle company, you can continue to sell vehicles that otherwise would not fall under the safety regulations or the emissions regulations. So TVR... I reckon they probably fall into that bracket. But the problem is you have to... There's, there's other... There's, you can't just say, oh, well, I'm... You know, me and you couldn't decide, oh, well, let's just knock together 10 cars and sell them. Yeah, they have to meet You have things. to meet other things. And this is why for, it works for Ferrari, because they can say, look, we're a proper car company. Yeah. Say, uh, actually, I, I'm being a bit unfair. I think Lamborghini were also involved in this. Why doesn't that surprise no. anyone? But Maserati were there too, but they were sort of like the cousin no one speaks to. Like, yeah, sort of like, all right, lads. Oh. They were effectively <laughs> Ferrari's sort of half-brother. Yes. No one really likes them. They're a bit odd. Yeah. They just and turn, Alpha they came just turn up. Them all. Yeah. He was very stylish, Alpha. Or she, yes. Whereas, sort of whereas Maserati's just wearing their half brother's Ferrari's old clothes. Old clothes. He's yeah. got his old shoes on <laughs> and a pair of his sunglasses. One of the lenses is missing, but he's got, he's got we, one of his old sunglasses. We shouldn't be so unfair to Maserati because they released a new MC20 and we would like to have a try and have a go in there at some point. Well, yeah, but it's, it's true, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ferrari's poor cousin. Yes. So the point being that... Come uh, on, well, let's get you back to the home. Yes. Well, all these car companies... I mean, I th- Lancia, I suppose, still make cars. They make... Not... Yeah, they didn't bother turning up, though. No, well, they didn't need to. Alpha would just stood outside posing. I imagine, actually, it's probably... You know, it'll be someone you don't expect. It will be like Lancia behind the scenes who called Ferrari. Like, we think the power structure goes Ferrari down, but actually, yeah. it's Lancia. Lancia yeah, we it's, all, thinking, it's all a money laundering scheme. Yes. <laughs> Lancia going, we're thinking of redoing that, um, that really the hot Stratus. rally. Yeah, well, that, we're thinking of redoing that. Uh, we don't want to be the ones though to bring it up because if we bring it up, the papers will go. When are you going to make it then? We don't really have a date. So if you could go and do it for us, and oh yeah, no worries, Lancia, we'll go and do it. So there is a rule that says if you are a, a proper car company and you make below a certain numbers and blah blah blah, and you you have to go through a few hoops, but under that you can keep making it. I'm just not sure if TVR, having been out of business for just shy of two decades, yeah. <laughs> and then coming back with their first car, I just don't know if they'll fall into the category. They may well do, I just don't know. There's a segment for another podcast for a laugh. We can sort of describe the Italian car companies as a family. Yeah. Do, you, do you reckon they all operate as, as like one family? I reckon if they were all in a room, A, it would be very smoky. Very different smoky. Level, but different types of smoke. You'd have like thick cigars, very yes. thin pencil cigarettes, very yes. thin cigars. So you'd have all different types of smoke. You'd have Lancia would have the big... The big cigars, yeah, okay. and probably some sort of wine. Or well, they'll be well, they'd all have wine. Yeah, yeah, but like a really, really thick well, would red they have wine. Any spirits? Mm, I don't know. What would an Italian? I wanted to say brandy, but I don't know whether I'm realising that we've brandies, gone way but... off the question that we're. Yeah, but this seems this, more uh... fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you'd we'll come back to that question. Yeah, so Lancia would be their sort of like, they're the sort of grandfathers. Yes. So they're the grandparents, you know, they're, yep. they've got a thick white moustache, heavy set, heavy rimmed to... glasses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quite well dressed, but understated. And they don't get too involved in no, the politics. No, they just, they they just, just sit just... in the corner and then sometimes they'll raise a hand. Yeah. Something's getting out of hand and everybody will immediately be quiet. Yeah. And you've got the their children, Ferrari. Ferrari are their children. Yeah. So they're, I don't know if Ferrari would like they're, that they're very, they they're very successful, very sporty. Okay. Are you looking at Lancia as the grandfather to all of the companies? Yes. So they're looking at all I'm their looking at grandchildren the whole, the whole Italian yeah. car scene as a family. Yes, okay. So you've got Lancia as the grandparents. Yeah. 
and then one set one one of their children ferrari the other one lamborghini always been quite competitive both very sporty yeah they're they've got the pencil moustaches they haven't got thick moustaches they've got pencil black moustaches okay uh they're Suits. probably drinking something a bit more jazzy so you know maybe a white wine or a rosé maybe i don't know what they're eating of course we should, we can't forget fiat in all of this by the way yeah we'll get to them okay yeah <laughs> So we've already we've already discussed Maserati. They're sort of sat at the end of the table. Nobody really wants to speak to them. They're sat with Fiat. But do they Fiat, look, Fiat of the children. Do they look a bit king, Maserati? Like they're, oh, they're, they're trying, they're trying to, trying to, to get involved. They're, yes. they're trying to make conversation. Everyone's sort of brushing them off, saying, "Yes, yes, no worries, go over there." Yeah. And they're sat with the children, who is Fiat, and any other small. I'm going to keep throwing companies. cut of yeah, that's fine. You, by the way, uh, who else have we got? Where are we? Um, so you've done. Uh, you haven't done Alfa Romeo. You haven't. Are oh, you done? Alfa Romeo is yeah. the child. Of either Ferrari or Lamborghini. Oh, maybe, maybe they don't know. Potentially, they're not sure. Might, yes. might be a bit of sort of an incestuous sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, it could be the the wife of one and the husband of the other. Yeah. Um, they're very well dressed though. Alligator shoes. Oh. White linen suits. White linen. Yeah, okay, what's yeah. Alfa Romeo? They're yeah, the yeah, stylish that's fair. ones. Yeah, yeah. They're the stylish children. They don't really play sport. Yeah, as I said, there's not there's not as much to them as the Ferraris, but they they've got the style. They've nailed. got the style. Nailed, Nailed yeah. to the wall. Okay, yeah. The Ferraris are good at football. The Lamborghinis are good at rugby. Yeah, the Italians have a so, reasonable you know, rugby that's, team. Yeah. That's, that's what they do. The kid is just stylish. Who Lamborghini? Have we got? We've got Lamborghini. That's the other parents. Okay. Here's a, a bath. Where Our bath. Yes, okay. Where are so, they going? So that's Fiat, isn't it? Really? Well, they're sort of Fiat's cousins. Yeah, so, so Fiat's very... Fiat are the grandchildren. Yeah. Of... No, they wouldn't be the grandchildren. They'd be the great-grandchildren, wouldn't they? It's funny because yeah. Fiat's probably the biggest of all of them from from uh, no, production no, numbers. No, isn't it? Fiat yes. is um, Lancia's. No, Maserati's children. Oh, so okay. you know they're sort of sat down the end. So as a group, they're sat down the end of the table. Yeah, okay. Because you know um, Maserati's the same age as the Ferrari and the Lamborghini, but nobody really speaks to them. They're sort of like the the, the cousin seventy five times removed that nobody really speaks to. They're not really a family member, but they just get given stuff. Would Fiat, oh, I don't want this anymore. I'll give it to Maserati. Would Fiat have a funny relationship with Ferrari? Because Fiat owned Ferrari for a while. Yeah, so they had some, they have they had some dirt on them. They know. Yeah, okay. They know. They know about Alpha. They know. They about know. Alpha. They know about Alpha's heritage. Well, what they about, know where Alpha came from. What about the the one in the corner that's a bit of a, the new one? Right. Like, but uh, Pagani, pet hamster. Pagani. <laughs> no, it's the dog. The dog. The dog. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think. Yeah. Horatio, bit random. Bit random. They've got loads of I them. I think you might be ruining our chance whilst throwing all your notes on the floor. <laughs> I think you might be ruining our chance of ever getting the chance to drive a. Yeah, Pagani. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the chance was ever there anyway. Well, if it was there, even even in the most tiniest of fraction, you've just described them as the dog. Yeah, no, but the lovable dog. Everyone loves them, but they're okay. not. They're not really sure what model of dog it is. <laughs> so it's a lovable it, it dog. Look, it looks they're... like so many different types of dog. That there's just so many, no one knows I what would sort say of model it is. Pagani are the uh, relation. No one no. knows how they're related. No, no, no. I've got it. I've got it. I've got, okay, it. I've go got it. I've got it. I've got it. One of the Ferraris. So there's more than just one couple in the Ferrari. Ferrari actually, if you search uh, Italian manufacturers, for some reason, Ferrari and LaFerrari are shown as two different companies. I don't know why. Okay, so LaFerrari. But that's on some crappy list that I found online. So okay. I don't take my word for it. Okay. 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 Ah, yes. Got it. Right. Okay. Pagani is. The ex-wife of 
Maserati. Ooh. Stole all his money. Ooh. So Pag- uh, Pagani, um, Pagani is like the supermodel ex-wife of Maserati. Here we go. But stole all the money. Not really liked by the family, but liked more than, Pag- uh, more than Maserati is. You know, they see Maserati now as, oh, as the loser that got taken for all his money by his wife. You know, he signed all these stupid contracts and all this sort of stuff. And she comes to the family events. People talk to her. She's sort of nice and light. Goodness. I'm absolutely nailing this. I'm going to put this up on the Facebook page. I can't believe it. Do you know what you should put on the Facebook page? Because you'll think it's a short task, but it isn't. How many car manufacturers do you think have ever existed in Italy? Oh, a lot, I imagine. Look at this list. Look. Okay. It just keeps going. I'll tell you what. I'll make a family tree. Yeah, do you know what? That would take months. Oh, no. I'll make a family tree graphic of the famous italian i mean it, things we'll put like, it up on the facebook temperino it existed for five years it sounds like a coffee oh yeah that, that could be like one of their pet goldfish that Zuss. dies in there three oh, a worm <laughs> rapid isn't that a, this is a football team from well they made vienna. cars for 16 years according to this it's a football team from vienna panther according uh, to that it's still going yeah i feel like you i've heard of them yeah i think i've heard of them i don't know why I'm going to have to make some noise to pick up my notebooks. Martin, can we, uh, can we try and... No, you see, what you could have done is uh, knocked the mute on your microphone. Sound yeah, but I felt, like... I felt like that would have been noisier. That would have been noisier, actually, yeah. So, okay, you can, you can, People can deal with a bit of rustling. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, sorry, we're getting well off topic. What do we, a, what do we think of the Lotus? What do we think of it as a, as a vehicle, as an idea? Because I see why Lotus are making it. They're making it because they want to make money from their... From, they want to make money. So they seem to have not been able to do for well, a very yeah, long period exactly. of time. I think I can't really blame them for that. But on the other side, what I think there's a day going to be, and it's sad to say, I think it's going to be sooner and sooner, that the idea of being able to buy just a car to drive for enjoyment that doesn't isn't filled with tech or isn't filled with all the other stuff that yeah. is distracting is gone. I, I just, yeah. I'm struggling now to think more and more of lightweight or reasonably so vehicles that have either naturally aspirated engines or say small turbocharged or small superchargers these used to be the things that manufacturers made for fun he's trying to throw his notes all over the place here but you don't know that i made a noise there's no line on the graphic uh, i can see the the little dots oh okay but little dots yeah but the problem is that this is the way this was recorded when i listen to this back to edit it i'll hear all i'll be able to hear from you is rustling and noise and not for most of the podcast Says the guy who just launched his coffee across yeah, the desk at one point. Fortunately, I've uh, I've still got my notes, so that's okay. But no, I, I think at the end of the day, I think I understand why Lotus had to make it. It's a little oh, bit. Yeah, we were talking about Lotus. I think it's a little bit of a sad reflection that we've got to a point where car enthusiasm is just getting to larger and fatter and heavier cars with higher and higher horsepowers. Which it is what it is. That's that's you know I c- we can't bemoan what people want, but. I just get the feeling that less and less people have actually driven what they're deciding is no good for them. Yeah. You know, the, the idea that someone would say, oh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want a, a small Lotus sports car. Oh, have you, have you had a go in one? Because I've driven one. And yeah, yeah. My, I remember getting out of it and getting into my company car at the time, which was just a Mazda 3 hatchback. And it, it clicked. So if I was eight inches shorter, you know, <laughs> I'd be like... You have to drive a Lotus. They, they drive telepathically. People oh, okay. unfairly describe them as go-karts. They're not, they're, My mum's driven one as well. She really liked it. Because the way they 
the way everything you you move the throttle two millimeters yeah you feel that's what you've done with the vehicle like right, you feel okay. you're making that change you dip the clutch every every corner you make you think oh, I've, I've wound on this amount of cornering you know turn and you feel if you're getting to the point of uh, stretching the car too much or everything mm-hmm. else it just has a connection that a lot of newer cars have, have gone further and further away from now i understand you could never drive a low Celise that had, I don't know, 20 airbags in it and all different types of safety features. No, of course you not what it's made for. And that's what we're ever pushing ever closer to. There has to be some sort of common sense involved in this. Yes. You can't just get rid of every car because it's not doesn't weigh 85 tonnes and has a hot air balloon inside it for if you have a crash. But unfortunately, as we know, a lot of the rules are being made by people that possibly... Love hot air balloons? Yeah. <laughs> but they just don't seem to be that interested in... Anything. They don't seem no, to be interested. That's the problem. What gets me is that if they had a conversation with the industry and said, look, we understand there's enthusiasts out there. They make a tiny proportion. of Because as, as I've said many a times on this podcast, I, I wouldn't want to get rid of someone else's passion even if I didn't like it. No, of course you wouldn't. You know, if people want to listen you're to not that, a spiteful person. <laughs> exactly. If you, people wanted to listen to heavy metal music at three o'clock in the morning and they're willing to go out into a field well, somewhere. So as, long as, it's not, as long as it's not connected to my house. No, exactly. Anyway. But, the, the, you know, this is the big problem. It really frustrates me. I had it again the other week is where I live. Uh, you know, at night, it is pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, they had someone who decided to get on their motorbike and it sounded like a very small DC motorbike at oh, half lovely. 11 at night. Oh, nice. And I would suggest do speed testing with it. But they must have drilled so many holes in the thing to make it. Right. It, it was piercingly noisy. That really annoying. Like, yeah. And I understand they're doing it. They're probably 16, 17 years old and they, they think they're having fun. The problem is they're doing it so close to residential areas. And me, I'm sat watching a movie and thinking, oh, that's a bit annoying. But you know what? Fine. Because I'm just sort of like, I'm not going to complain about it. Because the day I complain about it, that means 100% are. Because I'm not. Yeah. It, exactly. I, I don't hate vehicles. No. But people who already want them banned and think we should walk everywhere or crawl to, you know, our jobs that are 20 miles away or, you know, everyone should work from home and get their lawnmower out there and somehow manage to... I feel to... very attacked by this sentence. <laughs> it, it is, you know, it's sort of... There's these people who be like, well, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to... Do... Well, they already hate this sort of stuff. If you go around at half 11 at night screaming in an internal combustion engine... Well, yeah, then people there's got to be some common more. sense with that. So... Th- for me, it's that the problem is no one's making an allowance to say there are enthusiasts out there that will just buy Lotus Elise's, GR86's. You know what? They're not the people that are making no, screaming noise. And give them somewhere to go. Yeah. Like well, I'd, it's quite expensive to go to a track for the day, isn't it? It is. But you can go off to the countryside in Wales or Yorkshire or whatever. And yeah. the people who buy those sort of cars, these, you know, um, GR86. GT86 mm-hmm. is the one yeah. the current sort of one that people would own. Uh, the low Celises, the sort of low-ish in general terms, powered sports cars. Yeah, not, yeah. they're not driving a thousand horsepower Skyline. Yeah, <laughs> they just want to go out and enjoy their. They are generally not driving around small estates at eleven o'clock at night because they they know there's no enjoyment to be had there. No, there isn't. No. They want to drive in the countryside or go to the odd track day and enjoy driving. They're also not cruising around town centres at four mile an hour. No. Blasting music. Out and those people that do that, they'll just do that in a... Well, I don't well, know what they'll do it in, in 10 That's years the thing. It, for, the, for those people, I'm not generalising all of them, but for a lot of those people, it's all about image. Yes. So it doesn't really matter. All it matters to them, it doesn't matter what the car does. 
No. It's what the car badges and, and how loud their music can be played out of the window. And this is where, if we bring it back to that Lotus, I feel that the, the only issue I think Lotus may have is what buyers are they attracting? Yeah, because exactly. they're certainly not attracting, you know, old Jeff who's bought five, t- well, you know, he's bought five Elises in his life and he loves yeah. them. He's got an Elise, an Exesia, and an Elan. Yes, <laughs> and he loves them, and you couldn't take them away from him. Yeah, you'd have to take them out of his cold, dead. Yeah, hands, and in, in his know. will, they are staying in the garage. Yes, <laughs> or they're donated back until to a, Lotus to yeah, put in a museum until a worthy grandchild comes yes. along. <laughs> yeah. And I know that's, as I say, a small number of people, but what I'm saying is, is that. I don't think those people will go out and buy. I, there's no price on this, but let's just say it's going to be a hundred thousand pounds because I'd be shocked if it was less than yeah. that. Yeah. Um, are they turning up for a six-figure electric SUV? No. So it's a different group of buyers, and Lotus may say, "Well, that's a good thing. We want to try and expand our brand." Lotus is one of the few cars on the road that, if you saw someone driving it, you probably don't have any feeling towards them. And it's yeah. a sad thing to say, but you know, people who drive all different types of cars and People make generalizations and yeah, stereotypes. Yeah, but I'd rather be that person. I think, personally, person in the Lotus. Yeah, yeah. But now there's no stereotype about you. No, but what's going to happen once you've got two-ton SUVs running around? Well, exactly. With yeah. a new group of buyers, and where are you getting this new group of buyers? Because well, anyone this, that wants to buy a four by four. But this market is. I mean, it's not like the this market isn't well. No, it's very saturated. It is because everyone is doing it. Yeah. They say this is a problem in. In economics, this is known as, uh, well, supply, well, basically supply and demand. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there's an issue of you have uh, someone innovates and you have something called super normal profit. That's what it's called. That's if you have one hairdresser in town. Yeah. They can charge whatever they want. And so you'll, if you look at where the supply is and where the demand is, there'll be a price part of the curve and you can just move it because people, you could charge £50 a haircut. Yeah, if people haven't got any other option, then then you then it's fifty pounds yeah. for a haircut. That's what which you, is, that's why co-ops are so expensive because they're generally because in co-op, places. co-ops tend to be in. I know they have them everywhere, but they tend to be. There's always a co-op in a village. Yeah, and that is the village shop. They'll yeah. always be the original village shop. Yeah, but the co-op sells everything, so everything's the, more expensive. And the argument they'll always have is, oh, well, we have to pay more to get deliveries out here. But you're, you're scaling your business that way, so it shouldn't be too much of an issue. Yeah, exactly. The difference is that when you're talking about. Um, a, a super normal profit will get cut down by someone like the next hairdresser comes in and goes, God, there's only one here. And you can make £50 a haircut. I'm going to come in and charge 30 because I'd work for 30 Yeah. And That's, I'm still making more than I would elsewhere. So that then goes down to what's referred to as normal profit. And it keeps dropping until the point where we reach an equilibrium of supply and demand for a certain price. And that is why capitalism has worked quite well in the, the Western world. Unfortunately, it should just stop there. But what in fact happens is you innovate and you can destroy old businesses and some people don't want them to be destroyed because they love them mm-hmm. and we have this ever you know if you train someone for their career to work in i know we're not talking about cars anymore but if you train someone for their career to do to be a hairdresser yeah and then you innovate and make a machine that does a better job or the same job and you say it's three pounds to get a haircut unfortunately people are just going to turn up and those all those people that train to be a hairdresser just lost their job yeah exactly so there's a point where you know you're having to control this but from a point of view of SUVs coming onto the market, well, there's a <laughs> it's a huge choice from from the old sort of establishing you know, BMW, Volvo, Mercedes. They'll all sell you a prestige SUV. Yeah. Ford will sell you pretty much every size of SUV from something yeah. that is not an <laughs> SUV all the way up to some giant, you know. Yeah. Um. So th- there's a huge choice of it. To be at the supercar level, we're having now, you know, a so 
what's going to get a Porsche Cayenne buyer to go and buy the Lotus? Nothing. I, mean, I know it will be electric, but... Maybe a divorce? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they say, oh, I just don't want a Porsche anymore. But the problem is, say, say you've had two Porsche Cayennes and you said, I want to change. Well, you could go to Aston Martin. You possibly could go to Ferrari whenever they release theirs. Yeah. You go to Bentley. You can, if you, if you money, go to Jaguar. This is the thing. You, or you can go to Range Rover. Yeah. And buy, really, the vehicle that is sort of the leader of this yeah. part of the market, where if you want to spend £150,000, they will sell you one. Yeah, of course. If you want to spend 250000 Did you know they do the um, GLS Maybach? The Maybach has come back for Mercedes. Right, I thought you were talking and, about Range Rover then. No, no, it's the Mercedes GLS, which is the big, big one. They do the GLC, the GLE, and GLS. Right, okay. This is a big, big vehicle. Mm-hmm. And you can have it in Maybach spec. Which is even bigger. £250,000. Wow. And you get a big B. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> lovely. No, not sorry, not a B. A big M on the front of it. So people know you've got a Maybach and not yeah, just a regular you're Mercedes. Brabus then, won't you? Yes, I was, yeah. But so my issue with the Lotus is just that they're going to enter a market. They're sort of turning their back a little bit on the. I mean, they've released a sports car at the same time, which is fantastic. And I, and they say I completely understand. They need to get the orders through the doors. I just wonder if they're walking into a market that possibly there may have been something else they could have done. Yeah, I mean, if if Lotus had done a fast saloon, that, oh yeah, they they'd have the market there. Can you imagine if they turned around and said, right, we've seen the Taken, we've seen the. Uh, I mean, it's not actually that many of them. You've got the Audi A4 e-tron, you've got the uh, sorry, yeah. the Audi e-tron GT. Uh, RS. GT. GT RL, RS GT. But the, the hot one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tesla Model S, Model 3. You, that's kind of your... If they, uh, if they had said, well, we're going to go into that really fast saloon market, that made more and somehow made it even lighter than the competition. Yeah. That's, that's where your, your, niche, your niche is. And I think Lotus could have carved that out and said, look, we know you love your Lotus. You need an everyday car. And, you know, we can sell you one that's fast and it's yeah. more agile than the other ones on the market. Instead, they're just selling... I mean, it may be. Maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe the SUV will be lighter and all this sort of yeah, stuff. I can't say else, it. But... So, is that the end of the podcast, Sam? Or do we have... Was I talking about anything else before that? Um, oh, my, my disappointment with the GR86. Yeah, but... we, we don't need to go into that again. <laughs> I, think, I think we've extensively covered that you're upset about that. Well, I think we've covered... The, the things that we started talking about. Yeah. We've got okay. another podcast with the things we were going to talk about. Yes, that's fine. Um, no, that's it. And, and with it, I won't mention stuff on the GR86. It's just, my disappointment is just that... Oh, you're allowed to mention it. No, I'm just saying we don't but, need to mention it anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> Today. It's it, it just the case for me. You can same. mention it next week. I'll mention it a lot. Mention it every week if you want. <laughs> Do Miles' weekly GR86 update. Yes. Well, I still I, haven't got one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, maybe I'll do a TVR update and I'll be able to say to all listeners, it's out, you know. Yeah. So on episode 182, yes, something like that, we can have a TVR episode, a live one. I am secretly hoping in the back, well, not secretly, because I'm saying it on a podcast that's going out to the public, but <laughs> I am hoping that Toyota... Miles' big secret revealed. Yes, <laughs> that they do sort of see their other ways and they say, look, we, we can build more than that. We can fit it to within our emissions thing and we'll build, you know, to, to meet the demand. Because yeah. we're not talking you know, about a rare vehicle here. This is going to be a £30,000 sports car. To me, once this becomes limited, what's left for the auto enthusiast? Nothing. Although, it has drifted my attention and my enthusiasm off to the new Type R, the Civic Type R that will come out, I think, at the end of this year. Okay. So, 
they're not going to sell out of those. And that's famous last words. They'll have sold out of them in half yeah, an hour now. Before they go on sale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for listening, everyone. It's probably been a bit of a long one. I, I haven't, can't see the time on it. So, Sam, did you take a note of when we started? Um, I think probably around 10 past three, maybe an hour and a half, hour and 35. Okay. Maybe just right. over. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. And, uh, well, well, actually, do you want to do the outro, Sam? You did the intro. I might do the intro next week as well. Ooh. This could be a new thing. Daring. Yeah. Okay. I might. I might just like hack into the podcast. Do you want me to feel take, like it? Do you want me to do... take outro? Yeah, you can take the outro. Okay, let's switch it up. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bit at the bottom of the dinner table. <laughs> the of the di- did you I've taken my seat at the head of the table. Did you also finish with your Italian uh, names of car yeah, companies yeah. and what yeah, they did that. and everything I else? Think, I think I might actually do a, a graphic of it and put it on the Facebook. Yeah, there page. you go. That would be good. <laughs> sort of stick insects and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will catch you in the next one. See ya. Yeah.